Our New Testament reading this morning comes from Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the things have passed away. First things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. And he also said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel reading comes from John 2. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Would you pray with me? Our God, we thank you that you are in the business of making all things new. And we pray now that you would be here among us and that as we begin this new year, that we would be filled with your spirit that we would have our minds and our hearts fixed upon you and that you would propel us forward into your world as your hands and feet, as your body in the world, as instruments of your blessing. So draw near to us now, we ask, and bless us and use this time to grow us up into the likeness of Christ through whom we pray. Amen. So my goal for this morning is to keep this short and sweet. It's New Year's Day. 
We're all in here. The kids are in here. I know. Uh, admittedly, that's not my strength, keeping it short and sweet. You all know this already. But I'm saying it now not to be extra disappointing if I go long, but so that you can hold me accountable uh, and so that we can do this together. Thank you that we're on the same team. It's, it's New Year's, right? And New Year's is a time where many of us will make resolutions. We'll start looking at, okay, what, what do we hope is different in 2023 uh, as opposed to 2022? What new page do we hope that we're turning, right? And as you think about that, maybe, and maybe you have goals for the year, right? Maybe, you're, maybe you've got some financial goals, you've got some fitness goals, you've got some personal habits kind of goals, whatever it is, um, all good things. But as we do that, how do we do that? And I think the question that I want us to sit with is, will we let God's vision for the world and for our lives inspire us to make some new choices in 2023? And we've got these two visions, these two texts here, one from Revelation, where we see this picture of the end of all things, right? Where we see this picture of God making all things new, a vision of what happens when God completes the work. And it's beautiful. Suffering is no more. The brokenness is no more. All of the sad things have come untrue, as they say, right? The tragedies have become undone. And we have the beauty of a world made right where God lives with God's people in creation that thrives and it lasts forever. And that's the picture of the end of the story that you live in. That's the picture of the end of the story that I live in and that we inhabit. Joan Didion, the author, famously said, we tell ourselves stories in order to live, by which she meant that we narrate our experiences and our work of meaning-making happens by way of storytelling. And what we get in the scriptures is this story of God who is so resolved to finish the work that he's begun that he comes as Jesus to step into this world, to take it upon himself, the weight of it, to die under the weight of it, to rise in life and glory, to take his throne, and then ultimately to return to make all things new. And we live in that story. And when we see Jesus show up on the scene, inhabiting that and embodying that, actually living the future now, what we see is him doing things like this miracle at the wedding at Cana, right? Where this new wine, the good wine, is this unexpected blessing that adorns this feast that's gotten complicated. It's a celebration that's marked by scarcity. It's marked by shame and other dynamics that are making things difficult and complicated. And here comes Jesus with the unexpected blessing of the new wine. It's wine of God's kingdom. And the vision that we get as we think about what does it mean for us to live inside of this story, right? As we think about what does it mean for us to turn a page to 2023 and make some new choices? Well, what story is it that we're living in that will inform the kinds of new choices that we make? Is it our five-year plan? Is it the story of our 10-year plan? Is it the story of our pathway to retirement? Is it the story of our career arc that we're hoping for? Is it a story of any other kind of personal plan or agenda that comes from your imagination or from your sense of what should be? Or can all of those things 
be situated inside of a bigger, better, more beautiful, and ultimately more true story, which is the story God tells us about the world and about our lives. It's a story where God is actually making all things new. And God's resolution is such that he will see to completion the good work that he's begun in the world and the good work which he's begun in your life. And so the invitation for us as we begin a new year is, will our resolutions flow from God's? Or will we stay stuck in the smallness of our own little imaginations for our own lives? Because the invitation is to step into this great, big, beautiful story that God is already doing. It's already real. The invitation is simply for us to awaken to it and join God in the good work of making all things new, which begins with our own opening of ourselves to be made new by God. It's an invitation to transformation. Now, we cannot tame the chaos. We cannot bring order in this way. We cannot rule over the world or do whatever. We cannot set all things right. We don't have that kind of power. But God does. And God is committed to doing it. And he invites us to join him in that work of becoming new and being an instrument of his making all things new. Or if you want to think about it this way, if you like word pictures, if you like little metaphors, I think we get the invitation to be the new wine. We get the invitation to be the unexpected blessing that shows up in complicated situations to be a glimpse of God's abundance. Because you see, the thing is, his spirit is here. God's own spirit of power is here and in you and among us, which means there is an abundance from which you and I may draw as we seek to live like Jesus, as we seek to extend blessing into the world, as we seek to bring the needs of our friends and ourselves and our world before God, the spirit of the Lord lives in us and is at work, which means there is an abundance available to you and me that is not the scarcity of our limitations or our resources or the relational fortitude of the, of the places that we inhabit, right? There's, a, there's an abundance available to us, the very spirit of God, that wine, that new wine of the kingdom, that we get to steward and we get to show up in spaces of need as instruments of, God, of God's abundant blessing and love. But first, we need to open ourselves to know that ourselves, right? First, we need to actually be having experiences of knowing how God meets us in our complicated realities, how God's healing touch particularly changes us, how God's inspiring vision of the future particularly shapes our choices about what we do with our money, about what we do with our time, the kinds of appointments that we keep, the kinds of things we do or don't say about other people, right? the choices that we make in 2023, will they flow from this vision of God making all things new? Because God isn't done with you. God isn't done with me. He isn't done with us as a church. And he's not done with this world. And all of the things that we look around and see that mark this world as broken, the tragedies, the injustices, the broken relationships, the hatred, the apathy, those things don't get to last because God won't let them. And God invites us to join him in that great project 
of making all things new. So if you'd like a little practical help this 2023 about how, how can we make some choices, some resolutions, how can we maybe put ourselves in places and take on some habits that cultivate this kind of transformation in our own lives and might put us in the way of God's movement, put us in the places where God's spirit is on the move. I would just like to re-up an invitation that I made back at Easter to the resurrection rhythms. It's on the website and you can find it. We can start sending this stuff around again. But simply, we've put out there just a little menu of little practices that can be helpful. Practices of worship, practices of community, and practices of mission. Because really, following Jesus into the world isn't, it's not one-dimensional. It's not just about praying more or longer, right? It's not even just about praying better. Nor is it simply social, nor is it just about being in community and attending things, nor is it just about being active in the world as someone who meets the needs of others, but it does actually involve all of those things. There's a vertical dimension of, getting, of drawing near to God, relating to God. There's a horizontal dimension that's sort of like the family one-anothering of the community, and there's also this outward dimension of getting to be this blessing out there in the world. So a little habit of worship might be, you know, a particular kind of daily prayer. Or a habit of community might simply be committing in 2023 to actually pray with other people, um, join a community group, do something that anchors you in the Christian faith, not as a solo sport, but as a family affair. And then lastly, habits of mission can be anything that you choose to do intentionally and regularly where you get to be a blessing. Maybe you, maybe you choose to bless a coworker once a day just to be someone who's that surprising new wine in your workplace. Or maybe it's you adopt a third space. I know some of you here in West Philly have been doing that and I've been hearing some of the stories of those who have actually taken me up on the invitation to adopt a third space, become regulars, get to know people and be a blessing there. It's actually really fun to hear these stories of what happens when you start making these kinds of commitments. So I told you I'd keep it short and sweet. I'm done. That's all I had to say. God is resolved to make all things new in your life, in my life, and in the world. And the invitation this new year is to get involved with God who's doing it. So my prayer for us as a community is that this new year would be marked by a spiritual richness, by a communal vibrancy, and by an outgoing servant-hearted mobilization of us as a church that all the places that we show up, where we work, where we live, where we socialize, all the places, that we would be in those places, the good wine, the surprising blessing, the glimmer of that future world where God is making all things new, and that we would have stories to tell this time next year of joy and healing and goodness as we get involved with God. Amen? Would you pray with me? Let's pray. Our God, we give you thanks that you are in fact making all things new. We thank you that you love us, that you will not let us go. We thank you that our hope is not in our best efforts, uh, nor should we despair over our worst failures, but you are a God of love and mercy and justice and peace and goodness, and you are finishing the work that you've begun. So would you help us in this new year to open ourselves up to you more and more? Would you help us to want 
your reign and rule over our lives? Would you help us to invite your transforming grace that meets us right where we are, but doesn't leave us where you found us? And as we get involved with you, would you bless our efforts? Would you bless our hands and our feet and our lips as we go forth into the world as those who love you and those who carry the good news and the goodness of your coming kingdom? Make us a picture of it. Make us an instrument of it. Make us a foretaste of it, we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen.